Hey everybody, welcome. We are here. We have done it. We are finally on the podcasting streaming services here. The 100 series every day awesome podcast here where we're just going to be talking about all of the amazing and awesome people right here in the Quad Cities because when I first started this uh, now brand back in 2015, I did it because I wanted to prove a point. I wanted to prove that Every single one of us is just as, if not more, impactful than anyone that we see on TV, on the big screen, you know, in sports, that the impact and the change happens right here in our own communities here. So I'm going to be bringing people from all around. We're going to have business owners here. We're going to have... You know, people in the fitness world, people in the arts community, and just some actual, just some people. That's what, really what it's about, just people who are out here making a, making a difference, making things happen. And I am super excited, super, super, super excited to bring in the first guest for the Everyday Awesome podcast, Mr. Alan Parker. Alan, how you doing, sir? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. It's definitely a blessing and uh Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So you've been doing a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of big things here in the Quad Cities. How about you go ahead and uh, tell the people exactly who you are and uh, what are uh, what it is that you do? Yeah. So um, my name is Alan Parker. Um, I'm originally from the Quad City area. I was raised in Rock Island. I moved down to Florida for a couple of years and, and came back after three crazy hurricanes. So basically it was telling me to come back home. Um, and, you know, I started this whole thing, honestly, with a eBay account. Um, I still do arbitrage, which is flipping from thrift stores onto eBay and just got that niche for entrepreneurship. Always had when I was younger, but really expanded it more so in the last couple of years. I, uh, I took the, the funds from that and turned around and started what's called Wo Pizza, uh, the very first uh, dedicated keto pizza company in the world, technically speaking. And then... Um, once again, turn around and start a little bakery. And uh, after that, we started a, <laughs> a company called uh, Ugly Ass Cakes, uh, which basically is for, yeah, it's, it's, it was a crazy idea. It was actually, uh, it's not a bad idea. It's, it's for uh, people who want to do the untraditional uh, cake giving or do sort of like a, a jolt for friends and family or coworkers. So, um, and then most recently, uh, started Quad 4 Marketing uh, which is really going to change and has been changing the, the footprint of how people market, especially small businesses like myself, um, who don't have a huge budget, but want to have a presence locally uh, with the support of other local companies doing the same thing. So super excited about that. Super cool. So so let's let's talk about this now. Let's talk about how you got the itch for entrepreneurship. There are a lot of people out here who, you know, they, they're just cool with just going to, you know, the nine to five day in, day out and just doing that, you know, do, do the whole 40-40 plan, work 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life. How did you come about that you were like, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be my own business owner. I'm going to do my own thing here and I'm going to make some things happen. What, what sparked that? You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I see a lot of the gurus tell people that uh, from a very young age go into entrepreneurship. And that is great. You can do that. But for, you know, I'm, I'm 30, 37. So uh, I didn't really get into it until the last couple of years. Really, it's just action. Massive, imperfect, 
throw it down. You don't know what's going to happen. Just pure action. Um, I worked the corporate jobs. Uh, I've been in upper management. Um, I've, I've almost pretty much done it all. And I was never satisfied. It almost felt like a piece of me was dying every single day. I had to go and get up and work for a company that sometimes I didn't believe in or that I knew didn't have my best interest at, at mind or even the customer's best interest at mind. Um, and now, although I work 100 and something plus hours a week, I still have, to me, what's called freedom. Um, it's up to me to work those hours. It's up to me to meet customers. It's up to me to take care of things within the business. And that really is that transition point is when you get to that point where you're like, hey, I just, I've, I've got to get out of the situation. And you do have the entrepreneurial spirit, action. Just got to do it. Cool. Now, with that action, as you said, you've created multiple businesses now in the Quad Cities, one of which is called Well Pizza, you know, the first keto pizza here in, uh, well, anywhere. So talk about the origins. Where did Woe Pizza come about? How did it come about? Sure, sure. So Woe, a lot of people ask me about that. W-O-E stands for way of eating. Uh, there was a period in my life where I was completely out of shape, completely stressed out. Um, and I decided to change the way, you know, the way I live. So I started to do a little more research on the keto diet. I had a friend, a buddy that uh, actually started doing it, had amazing results. And uh, he didn't tell me how to do it. He just said, hey, just just do your research. And that's what I did. Um, but the thing I couldn't go without is, is pizza, you know, just comfort foods. So after a lot of formulations and testings in the kitchen, uh, I came up with a good formula for pizza. Um, shared it with friends and family they were like hey you know you got to share this with with other people outside of your circle um and that's where we'll pizza that's where it started from all right so so what kind of pizzas do you have here or, or, or what's the process to to creating you know the perfect keto pizza and what's like the, the science behind that so that you know that you know it's it's legit yeah well one of our slogans is it's made by keto it's made by keto people for keto people um so Having been on a keto diet, and I don't call it a diet, it's really a keto lifestyle for the last three years, um, you go through a lot of different testing from going to the doctor on a routine uh, basis, but to also when you first start, a lot of people do like the test strips, they do the, they count their macros, and uh, they make sure the nutrition value is, is on point. Um, a lot of research goes into every single pizza we make to make sure it's within that, that spectrum of keto. Um, so you have your, your fats, which are supposed to be higher than anything else, and then also have your protein, which is supposed to be moderate and then very, very low carb. And with that correct formula, that's where we get our pizzas. Not only it tastes really, really good, but really keep people in what's called ketosis, which is a state of burning continuous fat, um, but also the benefits go above and beyond that. So it helps with cognitive ability, it helps with um, your well, I would say strength, but actually energy levels. Uh, you can you can say strength with that too. Um, it helps you function a lot better throughout the day um, with those ketones running in your body. Cool. So when you're when you're 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 making these pizzas here, uh, where did that start, or where do you cook the pizzas? Where's it? Where's your your base of operations? Sure, sure. So um, you know, like most businesses, you start out of your apartment or your garage. <laughs> Everybody from Bill Gates to, uh, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is starting his dorm room. So no different than our, our company. Um, but now we actually have a commercial kitchen, which is located in Moline, almost downtown Moline. It's called the Spotlight Theater, uh, 1800 7th Avenue, Moline. And it's pretty interesting, that spot, because it's not just us that's there. There's a, a, a several different small businesses 
very eager to make a presence here locally as well. Um, so you have that, um, you know, that strength of the community within one building, which is really, really awesome. So how did you go about marketing your your keto pizza with it being the first of its kind out here? A lot of people you know, probably didn't know about it. So how did you go about getting the word out with what you were doing? You know, that's a, it's a good point. It's, it's just two things with starting something that doesn't exist, uh, technically speaking. So being a dedicated keto pizza company means that's all we do are keto. And we also now do vegan keto pizzas. Um, but there wasn't a... a a template or a book you can just go read and say, hey, this is your industry and this is what you're supposed to do. So a lot of it had to be your own intuition and, and looking at the market. Um, for me, it was Facebook. Um, I put a couple of, of posts on Facebook. I contacted a couple of different companies on Facebook and the feedback was pretty good. Um, I even I've sold quite a bit on Facebook as far as our, our products are concerned. So really, the, the social networking aspect of it um, is, is the marketing that we do. Everything is organic. We don't pay for ads. Um, we, we simply put out what we have going on and people respond. We do a lot of uh, questionnaires as far as what people like to see coming soon. And we use that feedback to really kind of uh, guide our company in one direction or another. And that's super awesome. I really, I really like um, what you're doing as far as working with other entrepreneurs to, to market your brand too. I've seen you do things with the market which is you know right upstairs um, with uh, with Katie. Uh, you've done stuff with uh, Lindsay with the uh, Airbrush Sunless, and you're just going out there and you're you're combining your products with other people's products, and you're both you're you're doing the fifty fifty. You're both you know you're gaining from something like this, and I think that's really awesome that entrepreneurs, especially in this area, are willing to to work together, especially you know being a small business. To be able to team up with another small business to help each other grow. Oh yeah, you know it. And here's the thing: it's it's mindset. Um, during the transition from being employed to being self-employed, you have to kind of find yourself. So I did a lot. I still do a lot of reading, and it's really the mindset, having the abundance mindset. Um, scarcity mindset is not necessarily a, a bad person or being a bad person. It's just you don't see the world for really what it is um, when you kill that off and you have an abundance mindset, you then realize that there is enough for everybody to go around. Um, even with competitors, um, you know, you can still do things together to help co-market, um, to help co-brand. It only strengthens your your position, not only in the market, but also too for your end customer. They're going to see how you cooperate with other businesses. Um, so that's the philosophy of all my businesses is having that abundance mentality knowing that there's enough to go around and not not just money or talking about money, but goodwill, um, the sharing, the technology, the, the brain power, the think tanks, uh, those things as a group, there's it creates a synergy type form. So then everybody actually wins, including not just the business, but also the customer, too. That's good. And, and that that actually brings up something that I actually shared just recently on my social media. And I actually got this from. You know, I you know read books. I look, listen to a lot of seminars, and uh, in one of those seminars, um, the speaker you know said, and this stuck with me hard that the key to success is through giving and serving, not taking and hoarding. But by by giving more of, wh- of who you are and what you have, it doesn't always have to be money, um, but it's time, it's knowledge, it's expertise. It's you know the willingness to go that extra mile for someone else to help them out, and that in turn you know is just you know the 
know the laws of the universe or you know the laws of God that it's going to come back around to you and I think you're doing that a lot you're doing that very well here in the Quad Cities with giving and now you're you know receiving you know you know that harvest and I think you're doing a really good job of that thank you yeah you know that's that's dead center right correct 100% correct um, I always talk about value um, even with my team um, I, I don't consider myself a, a leader in aspect of you know I'm the boss and like it's all about value how can I serve you I figure as a, as a leader uh, any role as a leader as a CEO of a company or a leader of a football team or leader of a basketball team um, or, or a nonprofit even whatever it may be it's giving value to people who are relying on you to push the agenda further ahead so and that's how I run all my businesses is creating massive value for people who are part of my team but also to return that generates massive value for my customers or the end user of the service or product because at the end of the day is when you can actually do it you were saying like um it's it's weird thinking about that you would think if you can hoard stuff you'll have more at the end of the day and that's just not true and i think any religion you look at um if you're a religious person the bible or any other type of manuscript they all say that same thing there's more value in giving than there is in receiving um you know and it's and it's true it's like i call the law of gravity what goes up must come down and that's no different um heavy believer in the universe basically giving back what you put back out to it whether that be good or bad and then taking that either learning from it or patting yourself on the back and continue doing those good those good deeds what's been you know the the best um receipt that you've gotten from from doing all this from giving from you know helping others out you know, in this way from working with others and helping them out what's been you know, the best receipt that you've seen that's a good question you know you, you get you get both things you get some people who don't understand um, yet the capacity of uh, being uh, having an abundance mentality and they just don't get it so there's sometimes some friction there but then you also see the benefits like you're saying of that. I would say the biggest thing for me or two things uh, with Will Pizza, actually hearing people or, or having them message me and tell me how as my products have helped them keep on track with their diet or even better yet, it's helped them actually lose quite a bit of, of weight and that's their goal. Um, not just for my product itself because you know using those products has helped them get to those goal weights and not cheat on what they're trying to do. Um, it's even most recent with Quad4 Marketing, bringing a, an amazing team together of people um, who are each in their own entrepreneurs and creating something that's in turn going to even more so uh, exponentially help other businesses get their word out and get their piece, uh, I would say, of the pie. Uh, as far as branding share in that area and compete with the bigger brands um, and to see those remarks on like social media and how they're happy that we came out and uh, helped them out it's 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 really truly amazing to that thing to me that's like the biggest reward is seeing the end result of, of your hard work that's awesome man. that's super cool before we switch gears uh, and talk about the next topic I want to talk about Will Bakery so you have Will Pizza and then you say you, you took that concept and you turned it into keto desserts talk about this i need to hear about this yes yeah so i i never really had a huge sweet tooth but i did have a lot of customers who were wondering wondering about you know um dessert pizza pies or 
um, different things like cookies and, and donuts. So I went into my what I call my Mad Lab, um, which is usually 2 a.m. in the morning, just throwing stuff together and seeing what works, what doesn't work, doing a lot of research. Uh, we designed what's called a bro-nut. It's actually a brownie donut uh, that's keto. And um, it's interesting because it, it's extremely delicious, but yet it doesn't keep Kick, or kick you out of your actual eating plan. And then we also designed some cookies, um, and a few other things. But, you know, it's once again, it's, it's giving back. It's listening to your customer base and not thinking you know everything. Um, you know, when I first started this, I thought, well, I know keto and I know that people love pizza and I like these types of pizzas. So that's what I'm going to sell and that's what I provide. And then as you start to grow, you start to realize, why well, can't just do what I want and what I like? Um, I've got to actually do what other people want and like to as well. So that's where the, the little bakery comes from. And uh, it's, it's been a fun ride so far with that. Now, a lot of people want to hear, you know, keto pizza or healthy pizza or healthy desserts. Uh, I, I know I've had, I, actually there was a woman who uh, commented that on like a recent post I had uh, talking about your stuff and she was like I want to hear more about these healthy pizzas what's your like your, your response to when people are like that you know it's interesting and, and it's it's um, <clears throat> it's interesting because I used to be one of those people you know um, I was really pushing about 300 pounds before I made my transition out of you know bad eating uh, habits uh, super amounts of bad stress and just not living the best life possible um, and really and it's not safe to blame from myself at that point but um, really the food industry is the reason behind that um, you know especially here in America unfortunately we have it where um, food like going to certain restaurants is considered food and then healthy food is considered healthy food and really healthy food should be considered our food and food from establishments that are like fast food should be considered bad food. Um, and so that's one of the educational parts with Wolf Pizza and Wolf Bakeries to help people understand like this is actually food. This isn't healthy food. This is food that we should be eating and we should have been eating for, for many years. It's food that are ancestors really would partake in, not necessarily pizza, but the raw foods, the whole foods, the foods that have been overly processed or overly chemical enhanced, chemically enhanced um, or manipulated, not because it needs to be, but because it's, it makes it cheaper and they can sell it for more money. So um, so we, to answer your question on that, that's, that's the, the gist behind it is uh, just the educational part of it. And how do you go about like making sure that all your, your ingredients you know, are are following that keto that, that keto diet so that every so that everything that you, you say is in there is in there and that it still is all part of the the way of eating. Yep. A lot of that comes from pure passion and sourcing the right materials. And um, you know, the big thing with having a, a health food business uh, is is the cost. Uh, and sometimes you get some pushback, sometimes a lot of pushback, depending on what time of year <laughs> it is. Um, where people will say, well, your, your prices are too high. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, it's, it, it's not going to be for everybody. But, um, you know, the, the problems that we always face, and I think any health food store or company, restaurant will attest to this, is that our purchase price for raw materials are way higher than your typical wheat flour or sugar. Um, a lot of that's done by design to keep people eating the stuff they're not supposed to eat. And a lot of it's just supply and demand. So, um, you know, 
that's that's the biggest thing. But we're passionate about to make sure that our food is exactly what it's supposed to be organic. Uh, it's grass fed, sourced uh, from good sources. If we can locally source it, we will. Uh, if that means we pay a little bit more, that means we pay a little bit more. Um, so we're we're passionate about things. At the end of the day, like we brought before, it's not always about money. Um, and a lot of it boils down to what are you providing to your your customer base. And people are relying on us to provide them with nutritious, good food, but also that the food is sourced uh, as best as we can from a good source, and that it has the right things in it to make them or keep them in their their eating plan. And so they won't get sick either, or down the road not or down the road actually have bigger problems um, than eating. The whole natural good food. Now, with that, let's switch over to number three business: ugly ass cakes. Yeah. So, I need to know about about this. Talk to me about this. So, this is not keto. Just let everybody know this is not a keto business. Um, this is actually a, a joint effort um, with another amazing baker uh, that owns Green Room Bakery. So. Uh, Becca and I actually worked in the same kitchen when I first started with Will Bakery for uh, longer than, than six months. And um, sometimes we would both be frustrated trying to figure out our, either a product or a service. We're rolling out with new stuff. And there was one particular day where she was trying to make this cake and it's just it was not coming out the way she wanted it to. And uh, she was getting really frustrated. And um, I brought to her the I brought to her attention the fact that won't we going forward actually do cakes that are meant to look horrendous but tastes amazing and the thing about her is like she makes some amazing baked items and in fact we've teamed up with her with Will Bakery before to make some new products we roll some new products out with her bakery um, that were you know gluten-free keto friendly and all that um, they were hits um, so she is she's amazing and uh, we, 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 you know, thought about it for a couple of days and uh, came up with the name Ugly Ass Cakes, A-Z-Z, <laughs> uh, Cakes. And, you know, the just behind it is it, it throws tradition on its head, you know, because everybody, when you make a cake, and I've seen this before, being in the kitchen, being around bakers, they want it perfect because people are expecting for it to be perfect. But we live in a day and age where people don't want to be cookie cutters anymore. They want to kind of do stuff that's original. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the ugly ass cakes, it kind of is a parody to that. Um, you can actually get a cake that looks horrendous. Obviously, it tastes amazing inside, and do it for somebody's birthday party or somebody's graduation party or going away party or you know just to play a joke on somebody or just to have something that's completely different from the norm. You know, um, so that's where that, that it's more of a concept idea, but that's where the idea comes from, and we've got a lot of uh, a lot of interest from that, which is pretty interesting. Nice. Um, so with the with the ugly as cakes um, going in congruency to Will Pizza and Will Bakery, is there any because Will and Will Pizza and Will Bakery are keto and ugly as cakes is not? Is there any conflict in there at all? No, actually, it's it's um, quite the opposite. So ugly as cakes is actually made at a different facility altogether. Um, and then Will Pizza and Will Bakery at a, the, the facility that I'm in right now. Um, but it's a totally different uh, company altogether. Um, so Becca actually is running the show with this. Uh, this is this is what she does. This is what the things that she do. The concept, the concepts and, and ideas as far as maybe the, the look and feel of the cakes would be something that I would do uh, as far as making them look really ugly because I cannot draw. 
So <laughs> that being said, it's fitting that I do like the design part of it. Um, so yeah, it's totally different companies. But you know, at the end of the day, the thing about about keto um, that a lot of people who are into it definitely start to realize. And if you're doing strict, I apologize because I know you're gonna be like, you're gonna cringe when I say this. Is that you're not gonna be 100 percent all the time. Um, you're gonna have cheat days. I have cheat days. Uh, even people I know that are strict on that day that they cheat, they're not strict. So um, you know, you're gonna have those days. So you're not gonna be 100 percent all the time, um, but. Ugly Ass Cakes is going to be one of those things where people can actually just enjoy a nice time with friends and family and, you know, have something to talk about for probably weeks at a time. Nice. And where are those at again? So Ugly Ass Cakes is going to be in Rock Island. I don't have the address yet. She's actually moving into that facility as we speak. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, as we speak. But it's actually on Facebook. So people can actually go on Facebook and get the address. That's going to be, I just don't know on top of my head. Um <laughs> So, but yeah, it's going to be in Rock Island, which is going to be pretty cool. And they can book um, uh, to get a cake and do like a consultation with her and kind of figure out what sort of feel they want to go for. And then we'll, we'll make it look ugly for you. That's awesome. That's awesome that, that you purposely make a bad cake and can profit off that. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an ugly cake, but you know, once again, it tastes, it tastes amazing because um, she's just probably one of the, the best bakers I've, I've ever um not only worked around, but but also also has tasted uh, their product. Um, she's, and you know, I'll, I won't spoil it. Grab one when you can, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Cool. Yeah, nice. And now let's get on to number four, which actually I'm personally excited about because we're actually working on this together with a couple other uh, entrepreneurs in the area with Quad Four Marketing. Now, I I'm super excited because I was actually. Was been t- I've been trying, trying to break into this for a, a while now. Um, you know, with the 100 series, I you know obviously I work with a lot of businesses here in the Quad Cities. So I was always like, well, how can I, you know, utilize what I'm doing to you know, help out other businesses in the area succeed? And so I was I started reaching out to a bunch of different people, um, including you. And then you actually kind of doubled down and threw it back at me with, the, with an even bigger idea. So, so, so let's talk about this now. Yeah, yeah. So, Quad Four Marketing um, is is an interesting kind. Con- it's a beast um, when you look at the full spectrum of what we're going to be able to do. Uh, I get goosebumps. I told you guys before. I get goosebumps even talk- talking about it. Um, the concept for me, I started with working with with Lindsay of um, Airless uh, Spray Tanning and. Uh, we did a, a session together. It was actually one of my first photo shoots with Wilpita. And it was um, her models with the spray tan and then pizza. Not the same spectrum, but it worked. And we actually got a little uptick, quite a bit of uptick, both in our social media from it. Um, and I did some some pretty good sales and so, so did she. Uh, we have a mutual friend that actually started talking about it before. I, I was asking her when we were talking one day. I'm like, man, I really got to get my, my name out there and... And she had mentioned that she was doing a photo shoot with Lindsay. And uh, we kind of came up to the idea, like, well, we should just, how about we provide, the, I'll provide the pizzas and she can shoot those too. And that kind of went from there. Then we did a second photo shoot in the park that also helped us both get a little bit of uptick on our social media. And then um, I was thinking about one day, I was actually making pizzas. I think a lot when I make pizzas, it's weird. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, if we, well if we blow this up. How about we get a ton of businesses who are locals just like us to get in on this where we're 
co-branding, co-marketing, kind of like peer sharing space, marketing space um, to get everybody's brand out there. And that and that in turn would therefore lower the price um, to make it affordable for small business to do so. So then uh, I, I talked to you uh, and then I had, and it's so funny how things kind of merge together because we have met a couple times before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked to you about it. You're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Um, we have another teammate who uh, actually would, would buy some of my products, our vegan keto products, because uh, that fit her, her lifestyle, her eating lifestyle. And um, she's a personal uh, stylist and really good at what she does. And she's a professional organizer. And I'm very sometimes disorganized. <laughs> so I was oh, really yeah. impressed. I'm like, well, shoot, we need to bring somebody on board. He's an organ- you know, organization type person. And uh, she was excited about that. And we had some shifts in our in our spectrum of, of the makeup of the team. Um, we ended up getting um, another lady who, uh, at the photo shoot, the last one we did, who's a social, kind of like a social media manager, didn't know it, talked to her a couple of minutes, figured it out. I'm like, hey, let's get together. That worked out. And then our, our, uh, the last piece of the puzzle, but not the last one, uh, was a, a young lady who's also a model, but also a good storyteller. And um, I, it's interesting because I was with another client at that time and she had walked in we had plans to meet up later on that day or actually a phone interview later a phone conversation later on that day and we were happened to be in the same spot uh i text her it's like hey that's you over there right and she's like yeah it's me and then we we ended up having dinner and talked about the whole spectrum and she's super excited and we got her on board so like the whole team was really built wasn't by chance but almost by fate in a way which i like i said i get goosebumps i get like <laughs> I start to stutter when I talk about it because it's really awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that happened. We came together and now we're doing some cool, really cool things uh, with small businesses, uh, getting their names out there. And the cool thing about for me is like I'm a small business owner and I know how hard it is to get your marketing piece out there. And the thing about it is that you have to do it. Once you stop marketing is once customers start to forget about you. doesn't matter how great your product is or service is. So... Um, what we're going to do going forward, I think, is going to be instrumental in helping co- small companies like ourselves really branch out and get more market share. But most importantly, get our names out there, get the brand out there so people can understand like what we do and really put uh, those businesses in the forefront of people's minds. But really compete also, too, with the bigger businesses who already have a massive, not only market share, but massive marketing budget. So I'm super excited about this. Cool, yeah. And we're going to leave it at that. Because uh, you're just going to have to wait and see exactly what turns out with Quad 4 Marketing. So a um, little plug there for you guys. So be on the lookout. Uh, but now I want to switch gears. I want to talk about mindset here. Because being an entrepreneur, to have all of these businesses, you got to have the right mindset. Um, I'm sure you're probably reading some books, probably listening to you know the right people associating yourself with the right people can i talk about you know what you do to to train your mind um to to be focused on entrepreneurship you know it's interesting um because when you start your journey in entrepreneurship you spend a lot of hours developing your craft um you end up becoming and and people might not think of this this way but i'm just gonna be honest and, and blunt with it but you become a loner in a way because you're in, and this is the reason why you're in a space that nobody understands. Um, even if it's a product that you know is down the street, it could be you know you're making uh, beer or you're you're making uh, I don't know, cupcakes. Those are you know traditional things, right? 
But even with that being said, because you're in that space of creating your own brand, you know, the thing about being a small business owner is you have to create a niche within the pro or within the um, uh, industry that's specific to you. That's how you compete. So in order to do that, you have to really understand not only yourself, but what you're trying to relate to your customer base. And that sometimes takes months, hours, weeks on end. Um, we're really developing, like I say, your craft. You end up becoming somewhere of a, a loner in a way. And then you expand from that to become an actual full-fledged business owner. Now you go from being a loner to now you have to go out and market, not just your business, but yourself. If you're trying to team up, then you have to market to other people that it's a good idea to team up with you. Um, that you're a good fit for them too as well. Um, so your mindset has to be one of complete and utter abundance, and you're going to get rejection. That's just that's part of life, yep. you know. It's and, and the thing about it is, as an adult, I think a lot of it's fear. You know, when you're a child, how many times are you told no? Not, no, you can't have ice cream. No, you can't go outside and play. And yet you still ask over and over and over and over and over again. You know, and I'm old school, so going outside and playing was a thing. Maybe it's video games now. I don't know, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it, the thing about it is that you didn't have fear. And when you come an adult, you've been told no so many times. And a lot of it, I, you know, I hate to say it, but our schooling system, unfortunately, ingrains that in us. Um, we don't really learn entrepreneurship in most of our schooling system. So um, that if you have that, it's turned off until you figure that out that, hey, I'm an entrepreneur and you turn it back on. When you turn it back on, it's a hard turn. Um, because you're fighting the the fear, you're fighting the rejection, you're fighting the you know sometimes family and friends are telling you, uh, what are you doing? You're wasting your life, or you're a fool, or I've even heard, hey, this you're stupid, <laughs> you know. So uh, you 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 battle those things, and you have to be very very tough and resilient and persistent. So I would definitely say there's there's three things, probably four, but you have to face your fear. That is number one. You have to have to face your fear. I'm going to say that again. You have to face your fear. It's so important. <laughs> uh, the, the second thing definitely is rejection. You're going to get rejected. And that's okay. That's part of the, the growing aspect. If you're not rejecting your business, that means you're not either asking enough or you're not doing something right. That's so true too. And there's actually a book I read that's called Go For No. Yep. That's all about teaching you to actually go out there and like try to get people to say no. And by getting people to say no, you actually end up finding people saying yes. Yes. It's, it's, sometimes it's a numbers game. And a lot of it, like I said, I'm a very firm believer in like the universe. If people want to replace that with God or replace it with whatever you can, that's totally fine. But, um, you know, the law of gravity, once again, goes up, must come down. It's the same thing. The more you're out there and you're being rejected, not only is it going to eventually get you to a yes, but it's going to help you fine tune your, your offering. Um, everybody has an offering, whether it's you're applying to go to college. Guess what? You just gave an offer to that college. If you're, you know, uh, offering to marry somebody, you know, you're, you're asking something. So uh, the better you're, you handle that rejection, you learn from it, is the better you're going to become. The other thing, too, is, is learning. Um, you have to be entrenched with learning, whether it's books, audio books, um, or if you're scouring the Internet. I spend a lot of my time researching. I, I would, <laughs> it's interesting because I will try to watch a Netflix series and usually I fall asleep because I'm so tired. Um, but nine out of nine or nine out of 10 times I'm, I'm on anything digital. It's, it's learning, it's growing, it's developing my craft, it's reaching out to people, it's, it's texting potential clients, it's texting, uh, you know, a team member. It's, 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 I wouldn't say it's work, it's, it's a craft, you know, um, and it's what I like to do. So it, it, it's not a burden to me. But those things you have to do, that's just part of the, that's part of the equation. Um, 
So hey, that's that's my that's my end part of it. Like I I'm really a firm believer in, in the abundance mentality as well. That's super important. And the reason why I say that's super important because you are going to get so much thrown at you as an entrepreneur, but at the end of the day, you still have to have that giving spirit. And, and like I said, not just money, but it's you know maybe it's five or ten minutes you have to talk to an employee at the end of the day because they're having a tough time at home. And then back of your head, you're thinking, man, you know, I've got to spend another two or three hours on paperwork. I don't have time for this. No, take that time out and relate and talk with them. You never know how they can then turn help you out to develop better processes in the future. Or, um, you know, it's little small things like that. You still have to kind of give back and make sure you remember at the end that you're still human. Right. <laughs> and you're not a machine. So. Are you reading any books or, or any, any uh seminars, podcasts, what do you put in your head? Oh man, where, where do I start? Um, I think the most, one of the most famous books out there is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's not only just a classic, but it's in your face, it's very, um, I wouldn't say specific, it's very vague, which is great, because it helps you develop in that mindset of transitioning from those four quadrants he talks about, but transitioning from an employee um, what I call AKA an indentured servant to actually running your own company, your own business and making sure you know it's fit for you. Um, yeah, that's, that's one I definitely read on a consistent basis. Uh, as far as podcasts, I'm, I'm very diverse in my podcast. So um, Max Maxwell, which is actually a real estate uh, guru. Um, not only do I follow him on podcasts, but I also follow him like his YouTube channels and whatnot and on Facebook. But um, it's not just the real estate aspect, but the frame of mind that he helps people generate um, to really be persistent. That's, a, that's another point, too. Persistence is key. <laughs> Without persistence, you can have all those other aspects of it. You can face fear. You can you know, uh, have the abundance mentality. But if you're not persistent and, and you know, going forward, it's just not going to work for you because that's, that's the game. You have to keep going. So, um, But he's a firm believer in persistent and then um, really looking at yourself full circle and figuring out not using excuses figuring out why you're not doing what you need to do for yourself and your family at that point in time and understand there's going to be sacrifices that are made sometimes you're not going to be able to feed your family the way you want to uh that week but what are you going to do about it you know you learn from those things like you take that and use that as fuel to generate not only income but also a better life for yourself and for your family as well so i would say definitely those two uh, man, there's so many. There's so, so many. Um, the most recent one is uh, drawing the blank here. But it's basically about scaling. Um, and I forgot to tell you the name of the book, but it's, it's about scaling your business, basically firing yourself and replacing yourself with systems. Uh, and as soon as I leave here today, I'm going to remember what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. I want to oh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna read this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 and I, I read it twice. Okay. The first time I read it, it was before I actually started uh, Wall Pizza. I was doing my eBay arbitrage business. And it didn't really relate to me because it's like, okay, well, I can't really scale my business. I can go to like, you know, the Goodwill. I can go to Walmart, get stuff on clearance and flip it. As I read it the second time, I realized, yeah, you can actually scale that business with the right systems in place. Um, so this book talks about the scaling aspect of it, which is actually taking yourself out of the equation, but doing so in a way where your business is running without you, where you can, like I said, you can fire yourself. 
And the goal behind it is to first you're in the process, you develop that process, and then you pass that process on to somebody who can actually do it or a machine that can actually do it. And you do that for every single process of your business so you get to the point where it's all automated. And I'm, I'm not talking about like you know outsourcing to a different country, but outsourcing it where you have these managers in place that can run it with or without you. And I think that's key for any serial entrepreneur or any entrepreneur at all. You know, if you want to go on vacation, can you? If you're the only person who knows how businesses right, right now, yeah, that, that's a great you know. question. It's like, like, how do you get those steps in place? Yep. So um, I'll have to see that that book, but yeah, I should know the name of it. Write it twice, but yeah, that's uh, that's the book I'm currently going through again and really fine tuning, taking notes um, because. You know, as an entrepreneur, especially when you're you're scrappy, I start a lot of these businesses with little to no money at all. Uh, you have to be very, very smart and strategic about the money you do get, uh, your your revenue, how you use that to spur it going for, further. Um, I don't have investors for any of my business. Hopefully, that changes soon. Uh, but you know, even as an investor, and I'm looking at it 10, 20 years from now. If I'm an investor, I'm in that opposite seat. I want to make sure the person I'm actually giving funds to develop their business or process has already done a lot of that paperwork. So I'm stepping into it as just, hey, take some of these uh, these funds and, and help us grow this business to a bigger thing as opposed to here, take these funds and then figure out your process and then grow it. So um, that's, that's that's huge. Excellent, excellent. So we're starting, uh, starting to wind down here. So I'm gonna, gonna do some, uh, just uh, some quick tips, you know, young entrepreneurs out here or just any entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs who want to go out there and, you know, say they're tired of, tired of, you know, you know, trading hours for, for, for dollars and they're waiting to, uh, to go out there and make something happen. Where's just some, some quick steps that you would recommend that they take to make, to make that happen? Oh my goodness, man. Hey, if I was a young cat again, ah. Oh. One thing I would definitely say is take your education uh, very, very serious. And no, I'm not talking about the high school and college. Don't get me wrong. Those are really important, especially depending on what field you're going into. But the education for right now, especially with the way the technology is just advancing. Um, uh, oh, Gary Vee. So go back. Gary Vee, I, I listen to almost religiously. And this is I'm saying that because this is part of what he normally says. Take, your, take the education you see now on social media that you have. It's literally at your fingertips and run with it. There's so many different platforms out there that you can learn almost anything literally overnight. Like literally, it's just you have to have a time. And I think for young kids, you know, and I know, you know the, the video games, I know, you know having a girlfriend or a boyfriend, I know like having a social life is super important. Don't get me wrong. But the time away from that, take, take some time, take blocks of time throughout the day and learn those different crafts, whether it be programming and learning how to set up your own business or starting a process to start up a business. Like those are so huge and it's so easy now. Exactly. You know, when I was, I'm gonna wrap myself here as far as old as I am. When I was growing up, um, the computer was an old MacBook computer and we really didn't have the internet. It was the dial up service and you were lucky if you had that. Yeah. So Googling anything, like if he says Google to somebody, they're like, what are you talking about? You know? Um, same thing for like I think email was just starting to become a thing, you know. Um, but now it's it's so rarely available. Before you had to literally go to the, to the library, you had to get a book, you had to read it, and now you just have audible, you know, audio books. You can just listen to it. You have 
uh, visuals like YouTube. You actually have whole series on YouTube, anything from real estate to starting a bakery. Literally, you can learn everything, not just how it's set up, but how to even bake. If you never baked a day in your, day in your life, you can learn how to bake off of social media now or off of YouTube or off of you know all the different things that are out there. So I would definitely say take your time and learn something to create value. And that's the thing, create value for yourself. Because value is, if you don't have value, you don't really have anything. You know, you should be able to have so much value, you can go anywhere in the world and be able to support yourself, you know? So that that's the, that's the I think, number one thing I would definitely say is, is that. I like that a lot. I like that. Create value, create value. And really in anything that you do, you know, if you're gonna do it, do it, do it with purpose. Yep. All right, Alan, so real quick, where can people find you? Yeah, um, so I don't, so this is one of the things I'm working on is I don't have a huge personal presence on social media. I have a Facebook and I have an Instagram. Um, like I said before, I spend a lot of my time with my businesses, um, but you can find me on Facebook. Um, if you were looking at, for instance, looking at my businesses and seeing how I operate them or want to have or have questions about that, you can go on facebook.com slash wolpita uh, or the website wolpita.com is W-O-E. P-I-Z-Z-A.com. Um, I just did a DBA so doing business as for Wool Bakery. I was contemplating whether or not I want to separate that business, but for right now, it's going to be DBA for Wool Pizza. So you can find uh, not only the products, but uh, some different options on the website there um, or follow the, the Facebook. Also, Instagram, same thing, the Instagram.com slash Wool Pizza, W-E-P-I-Z-Z-A. Uh, same thing with Ugly Ass Cakes, um, U-G-L-Y-A-Z-Z Cakes. Um, same thing on Instagram. And then the, the newest arrival, as I call my babies, uh, is Quad4 Marketing. So that's Quad. So Q-U-A-D-4, the number four, um, marketing separated on Facebook, Instagram. And also we have a website too. So www.quad4marketing.com to get more information. Um, and I would definitely say too, if you're if you're a small business, even if you don't decide to use our services at Quad Four, it's definitely a shot to talk with us um, because we all are small entrepreneurs, and we can give you some insight on what we see in the market. And just to touch base really quick on that, because I, I didn't I didn't say it before, but the fact that we have a team that specializes on products is huge because you specialize in your product. We have persons specialize in the social media product. My thing is the food product and the business side of, the, of things. And then we also have a, uh, a stylist. So if you have a clothing company, if you have a food company, if you have a you know all these different plethoras of different companies, then you have not only just a marketing company to put your information out there through video, but more importantly, you have somebody who can actually help you develop the best way to present your product or service. And I know for me, being an entrepreneur and wishing I had that in my market, that is huge um, because I know with like my pizzas, I don't want them to be, uh, you know, showcased a certain way that I wouldn't want, you know. So if I have somebody who understands that, that goes a long way as far as helping me market my product better. So it's, getting off subject on that one, but I just want to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, so wellpizza.com, uh, quad4marketing.com, and then Ugly Ass Cakes on Facebook and Instagram. We are going to have a website coming pretty soon for that one too. All right, all right. Well, thank you so much, Alan. Thank you for coming on to episode one of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. We're going to be doing these. 
hopefully every every week here. Um, I got some more guests lined up, so uh, we got we're gonna have some some fun with this. We're gonna have, we're gonna have some fun. This is gonna be uh as everything a learning curve. Uh, so thank you all for watching. Uh, please smash that subscribe button if you're on iTunes, on Spotify, or anywhere. I might even throw this up on my actual Facebook page as well. Um, but yeah, go ahead, uh, check it out. Check out you know 100 series on all the on all the platforms there. Facebook.com/slash 100 series, Instagram 100 underscore series, and uh, if you want if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm not a big Twitterer, uh, but that's just me personally, Jawan A. Uh, J A A W A N A on Twitter. I don't, I don't really have a whole 100 series Twitter. I'm just gonna just put my name out there, literally. And so if you want to follow me, go ahead. And I have Snapchat as well. I'm not gonna say what my what Snapchat is. It's out there on the internet. So if you find it, your reward is whatever I decide to post on there. So that's my plug for everything with the 100 series. Let's go. Let's get this. We're getting close to 6,000 followers on all social media platforms although who knows by the time this actually drops might have already hit that so hey let's go to 10,000 so anyways Alan thank you again absolutely no problem no problem and everyone as always I'll see you soon